Hi, my name is Manoj Krishna and this is the first podcast from the Human Wisdom Program. Welcome. This program is an online step-by-step approach to help you discover your own wisdom, which has the potential of transforming all our lives. It's not based on any ideology or belief. You can find out more by visiting our website, humanwisdom.me. In this podcast, I'm going to explore what is wisdom, what are its key benefits, why it's important that we discover this for ourselves, and how the Human Wisdom Program can help you do that. Let's begin, though, by asking a question. Why are we human beings so capable in some ways, but not intelligent in others? For example, we can send a man to the moon, but we cannot solve the problem of our own stress, with up to 80% of people reporting moderate to severe stress with all the health problems that can cause. We have created the miracle of modern medicine, but cannot solve the problem of our own anxiety, with up to 18% of us reporting it as a major problem. We spend $1.6 trillion on arms every year, but about a billion people in the world go hungry every day, and many in the richest countries in the world. Why are we human beings so violent and so afraid of each other? We have created the internet and can communicate instantly with people, but do not know how to have happy relationships with up to 50% of marriages ending in divorce in some countries, despite our best intentions. We have the war on drugs and many UN conferences on climate change, but both those problems are just getting worse. Why have we not been able to use our amazing mind, which put a man on the moon, to solve problems like stress, anxiety, relationship breakdown, unhappiness, addiction, climate change and the wars in the world? Perhaps this is because all these problems begin in our mind and we cannot use our thinking process to solve problems which come from our thinking. Instead, perhaps their solution lies in understanding ourselves and the origin of these problems, which is based on how our minds work. This can help to identify the source of these problems and deal with them at their root. This understanding awakens our own inner intelligence and leads to wisdom. So what then is wisdom and where can we find it? Definitions of wisdom are plentiful. Some say it's soundness of judgment, others that it's the right use of knowledge, and some say it's enlightenment or being able to question one's certainties. Language has limitations and in this case struggles to capture the essence of what wisdom is. I explored this question with some students, and perhaps they came closest by saying, the wise person is happy, mentally healthy, has relationships without too much conflict, is able to meet life's challenges without getting unduly stressed or anxious, and who lives with compassion and a sense of peace. Now, does this wisdom come from books? The wisest people may have written those books, but reading that book just gives us a list of things we should be doing, and the essence of that wisdom can still elude us. It's like saying we can discover what water tastes like by reading a book about it. This is why it's important that we discover this wisdom for ourselves. And does this wisdom come with age and with experience? Now, we have accumulated many experiences through our life and become certain that our opinions and beliefs are correct 
and think that others should listen to us. This sets up the classic conflict between generations. My attachment to my experiences and opinions may just reinforce my prejudices and my fears, which I then want to pass on to others. Perhaps real wisdom begins when one is able to question one's opinions and beliefs and accept that we may not know everything and what we know may not always be correct. I would also suggest that this wisdom is dormant in each human being, waiting for it to be discovered. And we can do this by simply understanding ourselves and how our minds work. To begin, we just need to observe our thoughts and feelings and then explore where they come from and what is behind them. Let me give you three examples of this wisdom in action. Suppose my best friend does not call me on my birthday. I get upset and blame him for hurting me and vow not to talk to him or find other ways to hurt him for the pain he has caused me. If I look deeper and ask myself what is behind that feeling, I realize it's my own unmet expectation that is causing my own pain. I also realize that the more expectations I have of others, and I have many, the greater the chance that I'm going to get hurt. I then start exploring where these expectations come from and who is responsible for meeting them. And in that inquiry, I find my pain and anger has dissolved and I've learned something new about myself, which is that I have so many expectations which I expect other people to meet and these expectations are behind so much of the stress and pain that I feel in the world. Now, this does not mean expectations are wrong or that you shouldn't have any, but now I take a greater responsibility for them and communicate them clearly as a request and not a demand and do not get angry if they are not met. Take a second example. Consider a couple who have a pot of money to spend and are arguing about how to spend it. He wants a new car and she wants a new kitchen. Both think that getting what they want will make them happy, so they try to convince each other of their point of view. They cannot agree and end up having a row and their relationship comes under strain. If they were to pause, however, and go a bit deeper, they would realize that the nature of desire is the same in both of them. We project some idea in the future that we think will make us happy and we pursue that. But as soon as we get what we want, we start losing interest in it and start needing something new to chase after. All of us also get attached to our own point of view and it becomes an ego tussle then between us and another person. Now, if both those people in that relationship were able to wake up and realize that the underlying process of thinking and desire is the same, they may put their money in a savings account instead, knowing that the pleasure from the new kitchen or the new car will only last a few weeks. At least the conflict between them would come to an end. Take a third example. I spoke to a young man in his 20s today and I asked him what were some of the challenges young people like him faced. He said social media was a major problem and could make people feel inadequate, that they had to conform, made them anxious about what others thought of them and made them envious of the lives other people were leading. Despite having so many friends on social media and people he hung out with, and despite being in a relationship, 
He said loneliness was a real problem. I asked him if there was a solution and he said he could not think of one. This is a classic example of problems that emerge from our thinking. Not only can we not find a solution to them, but we assume there isn't one to be found. Now the solution to any problem lies in exploring it in more detail. And in this case, going behind the scenes to understand why a phone can make us feel anxious, inadequate and envious without our awareness or our consent. Now we will explore the answer to this common problem more fully in later modules in the program. Loneliness is common to all human beings and we need to understand the art of deep relationships with meaning if we are to avoid it. Unfortunately, the art of deep and meaningful relationships is never taught to us anywhere in our education, so we do not even know what to do or even that it is an answer to this feeling of loneliness. Later in the program, we're going to explore the subject of relationships in some detail and ask how we can have relationships with depth and meaning and without conflict. All these examples are wisdom in action on a daily basis in our lives. It's not something that you acquire like a degree after years of hard work, but a joy that can be discovered freshly each day by just being curious about our thoughts and feelings and what lies behind them. While knowledge is very useful in solving the problems we see in the world, to be excellent human beings who are happy and live with a sense of peace, we need wisdom. There are so many benefits of living with wisdom. It enables us to be happy, mentally healthy, have relationships without conflict, meet life's challenges without getting stressed and live with compassion and a sense of peace. Now let's explore some of these a bit more fully. To be physically healthy, we exercise and eat well, but what do we do to look after our emotional health? The charity Mind says that one in four of us will experience a mental health problem every year, and scientists estimate that half of our medical problems are linked to stress. Wisdom leads to emotional intelligence, which leads to emotional health. This allows us to prepare for and meet life's challenges without getting unduly distressed. If we want to be happy, we need to have happy relationships and understand others. The best way of doing that is to understand ourselves because our minds work in similar ways and I'll elaborate on that a bit later. Consider an example. We have so many hidden needs like wanting to be loved, understood, feel important and so on. We expect others to meet these needs and when they are not met we feel hurt and blame other people for hurting us. If we are not aware of this process in the background, our relationships can quickly end in disappointment and conflict. Wisdom can help us be emotionally intelligent, which is invaluable in helping us get on with people from many diverse backgrounds that we encounter in our life. And this can help all our relationships at home and at work. To be successful, we need to be able to work with others and understand them and we can only do that if we understand ourselves. To be successful, we also need emotional resilience, clarity of thinking, and the ability to understand and overcome our fears. All of these are a byproduct of this wisdom. 
Wisdom can also help us meet life's challenges without getting unduly anxious or stressed. So much of our emotional distress is caused by the way our mind reacts to people and the world. By understanding where these reactions come from, we can learn to respond differently with an inner intelligence and with wisdom. So how do we begin this journey to discover wisdom? It's quite simple. Just as we watch a bird fly across the sky, we can observe our thoughts and feelings and then question what lies behind them. For example, we could notice how poorly we listen to others and then ask why. Or notice the need to be recognized and feel important and ask what's behind that. The right question always opens the door to new discoveries about ourselves. There are four important principles to keep in mind on this journey of self-understanding, which leads to wisdom. The first is that we need to be honest with ourselves and accept what we find when we look within. For example, if you're feeling envious, just acknowledge that and then be curious and ask what lies behind that feeling. The second is that to study the facts without labeling them as good or bad and keep our opinions about them separate. For example, the fact may be that we're envious, but our opinion may be that it's part of being human. Studying the fact can bring illumination and change. Trying not to be envious doesn't work for too long, and in fact can make us feel guilty for being envious despite trying not to be envious. This is such an important principle, that in this matter of inquiring about ourselves, we have to suspend our judgment of ourselves as good or bad, right or wrong. The third principle is to realize that beneath all our different layers of identity, our nationality, our religion, and the color of our skin, we are the same human being. Just as our hearts function in similar ways, so do our minds, though both facts are hidden from our awareness. All our emotions are shared by other human beings. You may be Christian and I may be Muslim, but the nature of belief is the same. You may be afraid of spiders and I'm afraid of the dark, but the nature of fear and anxiety is the same. Lastly, it's important to realize that this understanding cannot be given to us by another and we need to discover it for ourselves. For example, you can read a guidebook about Rome, but it's not the same as going there yourself. Now, this is quite a challenging idea to take on board because we're used to people telling us what to do. So how can the Human Wisdom Program help you discover this wisdom for yourself? We are creating four separate programs for children under 11, for teenagers, for parents and adults, and think everyone has this innate capacity to discover and live with this wisdom. My conversations with children and young adults has convinced me that they are completely capable of this understanding. Our program is based on the five circles of wisdom, a step-by-step -step approach to help you understand yourself and how your mind works. In the first circle, we begin by exploring ways to nurture a quiet mind, because a quiet mind is sensitive and can notice the quietest thought and feeling as it rises in us. We then explore the art of inquiry, perhaps the most important part of the program. 
Here we explore how we can begin to look at ourselves because it's not something we were ever taught. This is absolutely central to the discoveries that we will make when we look within. In the third circle, we explore our emotions and what's behind them. For example, we will explore fear and the many subtle ways it operates in our life. The fourth circle explores the many hidden ways our minds function in the background. For example, exploring the many hidden images we have of ourselves and how they influence our behavior. In the fifth circle, we apply this wisdom to our life and explore subjects like relationships, stress, communication, and so on. To summarize then, discovering this wisdom can transform our lives in so many ways so we can be happy and live with a sense of peace. It's like learning to swim, so when the challenges of life arrive, we can swim right through them and not drown. Everybody is capable of discovering this wisdom, which lies dormant within us by just beginning a journey of self-understanding. We only have one life to live, and this wisdom can help us make the most of it. This is Manoj Krishna from the Human Wisdom Program. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Until next time, goodbye.